When all I feel is fear inside, I don't wanna open up my eyes. Lord, I know I'm nothing at all. When I'd rather do anything than open up my mouth and speak, deep in my heart I hear you call. And silence is the warmest place to hide. Would you give me courage and bless the words of this speaking Hi guys, it's Mandy with the Speaking Wife podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful month of May. We have come to the end of the school year and it's unbelievable that it has passed so quickly. We're doing a lot of rearranging this season and preparing for the next season. We're going to be returning to homeschooling in the fall unless something major changes. We have loved being a part of the school that we've been a part of the past couple of years, but for several different personal reasons, we're going back to homeschooling and Really surprisingly, all three of my children are extremely excited about it, and I'm pretty excited about it. I think I'm a little less excited than they are because we've done this before, so I'm not stepping into it oblivious to the load of responsibility and the pressure and the opinions of a lot of different people, but I am excited because we know that this is what our family needs in this season, and uh, I've always told people that I'm the type person, I'll say, this is what we're doing for this year. I'm never the type that's going to say, this is what we're doing forever, because seasons change, families change, things that you need change. I thought we would probably homeschool forever, and then I ended up needing to have surgery and had several medical issues that I was dealing with, and the school that we were able to have the children enrolled in was just such a blessing for our family and I'm so so thankful for it that and that we had it in that season so we're gearing up for a lot of changes an extremely busy month is ahead of us really I think once you hit this time of the year for most people that I know it's snowballing into craziness all the time so I may be a little sporadic with my uploading of episodes especially when we go into full-fledged homeschooling in the fall you might hear children in the background sometimes. I don't know how that's going to go yet. So I wanted to talk a little bit today about a gift I feel like that we can give our children that is often overlooked and I feel like is extremely lacking in today's society and in a lot of the examples that they're seeing just mainly with adults because they children are great imitators. They will imitate what they see, what they learn, what they've experienced from other people. So Often that can be a very detrimental thing if they're seeing a trend of behavior that can be detrimental to them. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about humor. And most people that know me are going to get tickled just at me talking about this because they know that I'm the type of person who if there's humor in a situation, I'll probably be the first one to mention it, even if it may be inappropriate. And I'm, I've learned and I'm learning hopefully more and more, to say things at a better time or in a quieter tone, um, maybe not in front of everyone. You know, I'm trying to get better at stuff like that, but I am still the first one that's going to notice it and think of it. And um, really, that's been a little bit to the embarrassment of several of my family members and some of my friends. So I'm learning, hopefully, to use it as a tool to encourage people and to lighten the mood and not just a tool to humiliate those that love me and are around me. 
But I feel like that I have noticed in society and especially on social media, there is such a lacking of the ability to take yourself and laugh at something that you've done that maybe didn't go exactly as you planned or to just kind of sit back and be like, okay, this situation could have been better, but this is what was funny about it. This is what I can learn from it. The reason why I feel like that that is something that's going to affect our children so badly is because I believe that in the growing process, in the process of growing, maybe I should say, that it is much easier to grow and to become a better person if you have the ability to look inwardly and notice the flaws in yourself and not take yourself too seriously. Not be so convinced that you are above doing something comical every now and then or that you would never slip up and do something humorous, that no one should ever laugh at you, everyone should take you seriously all the time. I've met several people like that and it's very difficult to have a true and honest relationship with them because we are humans. At the core of everything, we are flawed. That's simply who we are. And so when we begin to take ourselves so seriously that we believe that we, we can't do anything that would someone would ever get tickled at or find funny, it can create a heaviness to a relationship where everyone's walking on eggshells and no one really knows what they are or are not allowed to say to you. And people that could really help you in your life are scared to give any kind of opinion because they know that if they're doing anything besides praising you or acknowledging successes that it's not going to be received well. So whenever you're dealing with children who are learning difficult things basically on a daily basis, from the moment that they're born, they're learning. And there are some things that they learn that are very difficult, whether it's in school or it's character traits, whether it's learning that they don't constantly need sugar all the time, that they do need some healthy things in their diet. They're learning and they're absorbing, they're taking all of this in. And I have learned that if you can deliver this kind of education with a twinge of humor, then it can really help things be accepted a little bit better. When you start this at a young age, it teaches them to see those moments and to notice them for themselves. So one of the things that has happened in our home recently is that our oldest son, he's 11, he's about to be 12, he is extremely analytical. He's very thought out. He wants to overanalyze everything. He wants to pick it apart. I believe, and I really mean this when I say it, I believe that is going to be an extreme strength for him when he's older. But with that personality comes the tendency to really be extremely serious and critical about everything and maybe even a little bit argumentative about everything where because you're overanalyzing and you're picking it all apart. So I've learned that through his life, if I can interject a little bit of humor, then it will lighten the mood and it will make it to where he can see the point that's trying to be made without taking it so personally, without it being so hurtful, he's actually able to get the concept of what we're trying to say instead of just be aghast that we would criticize or that we would correct or that we would have instructional opinions. And so I, one of the things that they like to listen to that I've purposely put in their life because of needing this humor aspect is a series called Hank the Cow Dog. I don't know if any of y'all have heard this. I'm sure that some of you have. But basically, this is an audio series that you can also purchase books about. 
And this is a series about a dog and his friend, which is another dog, that is basically they're the leader and they're the follower. And they're constantly on a mission to guard this farm. And there's always great catastrophe around every corner. And there's always big dramatic things to be handled and all these things. And it always has so much humor wrapped up in it. And so it's something that will help lighten the atmosphere. will kind of take our oldest child out of that extremely intense zone that he can tend to be in. And it will help him to see some humor in some things. And he gets very tickled at it because it's obviously very silly humor. It's, it's basically a, an audio version of The Three Stooges or I Love Lucy or something like that where it's just silly humor that you are going to automatically notice is just hilarious. There's not really a lot of thinking it out or trying to understand it. It's just going to be funny. Well, one of the things that Hank says to his friend Drover, when Drover's asking millions and millions of questions about a situation that they're going into, Hank turns to Drover in the, in the audio that they were listening to and he says, Drover, if you'll shut your trap, all the answers will be revealed. Now, in general, I'm not going to turn to my children and say, shut your trap. That's not, that's just not normally the lingo that I would use or the verbiage that I would use, however you want to say that. But because they have listened to this episode over and over, it has become a tool that I can use whenever we're in a situation where my oldest is trying to pick apart the situation that will be unfolding right before his eyes if he just gives it a second. And so it's gotten to the point where I can turn to him and smile and say, if you'll shut your trap and he'll grin and say, all the answers will be revealed. And it's a way to put some humor into the situation instead of me turning around and going, oh my goodness, son, you have asked me questions ever since this started and I need you to stop right now. The reaction that I'm going to get from him is going to be completely night and day different. When I take something that I know he has already found humorous and I know that I can use and it will bring not only some humor into the situation and lighten the mood, but it would also get the point across versus if I turn around and snap at him because he's doing something that is very natural to him. That's something that I have to learn to do as a parent because it would be much easier for me to just turn around and say, you really need to stop talking. But I don't want him to just hear that frustration in my voice. I want him to get the point of what I'm trying to say. What I'm really trying to say is, son, the answer's coming. The answer is about to be right in front of you if you'll just give it a second. So since he's heard this humorous quote, I'm able to use it and he's able to understand the concept of what I'm trying to say without being hurt or offended at me talking to him in a disrespectful way. I feel like that in society, we have robbed our children of the ability and the skill that's required to grow through failure because they can't recognize failure in their own selves. Everything is platitudes. Everything's praise. Everything's approval. Anyone who has any kind of criticism or instructive opinion is mocked and ignored because we want to just feel better. The problem is when we are constantly just feeling better, we're not growing. Growing pains are essential physically, emotionally, mentally. In every area, there's going to be growing pains. We can either accept them and learn from them and look at them in a way that's going to help us get the point without being shattered through them, or we can reject them and never grow. I have a person in my life that you can tell this person has has not had the consistency of someone looking at them and saying, 
what you're doing is hurtful. What you're doing is disrespectful. What you're doing is annoying. And that's mainly because when that kind of message has been presented to this person, it has been presented in an extremely accusatory, abrasive, attacking manner. And so defenses have automatically gone up. And this person has been unable to accept that there might be something about them that they need to correct or that they need to work on, that they maybe could stretch their muscles in a little bit, their character muscles, and maybe try a little harder to be a little bit kinder or a little bit more compassionate or express themselves better, whatever the case may be. But because every time correction has been presented with abrasiveness, there's this defense and this wall that's automatically there that shuts out any correction. When our children are in our homes and they're taught how to see humor in their own failures or in their own shortcomings, then that, I believe, with everything is a priceless gift that we can give them to take responsibility for their own actions and not take themselves so seriously as to think they can never mess up or they can never do something comical. It is much better when I slip up or I say something goofy. I am probably one of the world's worst at saying a word just a little bit wrong. I may be trying as hard as I can to say it right, and I'll say it just a little bit off. And I have to just be willing to accept it and be like, yes. I did say that and laugh with everyone else and then learn that maybe next time this is how I need to try to say it. Now, my family knows that there are certain words I will probably say wrong on purpose just to get them tickled because it grates on their nerves so much. But I need to learn to own when I have made a mistake and not argue, not be defensive, not be reactionary when someone's like, hey, I love you, but if you say it like that in front of a bunch of other people, you're going to make yourself look silly, so I'm going to tell you the right way to say it, just so you know. And I need to be appreciative of that. That is correction. That's instruction, but it's something that I can take and I can learn from if I'm not taking myself so extremely seriously. I feel like that especially with social media, we have become so overly critical, and yet we're not able to accept criticism. I mean, it is nothing for people to just shred a complete stranger to be so disrespectful and hateful in the way that they speak because they're behind the protection of a keyboard. It has just blown my mind. We are speaking to another human. We're talking to a person with feelings and a heart and a lot more to their life than this one interaction that we're having with them. But because we cannot see humor, we can't see the lightness of a situation, Everyone jumps into the battle with the claws out and, well, they're just going to tell the truth even if it hurts. But even biblically, the Bible tells us to speak the truth in love. And it tells us that laughter is good like a medicine. Whenever you're in a situation that is extremely tense and things could go wrong very quickly, when you're able to interject just a bit of humor, that can change the whole atmosphere of this situation. It can completely turn the tables on how it's going to go. So when we can teach our children to go from as society is teaching them to be easily offended and overly sensitive, to be unable to see their own flaws or their slip-ups, when we can teach them instead to look at themselves through truthful eyes, through honest eyes, and see their own faults and failures and be be able to laugh at their own faults and failures, this is a, a priceless gift 
This is a wonderful gift that we can give them that they can use for the rest of their lives. When we can look them right in the face and say, you won't win every time. You just won't. Everything that you do will not be a success. But teaching our children to smile in the face of defeat and then square their shoulders and try again, this is a gift. I feel like I'm saying it too much, but this is a gift. It's the gift of humor, the gift of the ability to not take yourself so seriously. Because I believe that teaching our children to be so serious about these things and be so offended if anyone finds them humorous or anything like that, I believe that we are tying their hands behind their back when it comes to success in life. There are going to constantly be situations that, you know what, if you picked it apart and if you use the microscope, you probably do have the right to be angry. You probably do have the right to have a bad attitude about the way someone talked to you. But what good is it doing you? What is what is it accomplishing in your life? How are you growing from this situation? When you retaliate with anger and justification for your actions, what are you what what is the goal? I think I've said that way too many times in previous podcasts, but I believe that in every area of our life, we need to examine that. What is the goal of what we're doing? Why are we responding this way? What are we hoping to come out of it? If it's just the fact that we are indignant that someone could find us funny, that's not acceptable. That's not healthy. That's not something that's going to lead us down the path of success. We have to be willing to take a deep breath and see the humor in what we've done and then remember that, yeah, we're probably going to try a little bit harder next time. So I think that I had mentioned to y'all before that I found a poem book that is called The Best Poems of the American People. I found this at a garage sale for a dollar. Whoops, sorry. I slammed it on the table a little bit um, when I was picking it up. <laughs> that was probably really loud. But I found this at a garage sale for a dollar, and it's a fairly large book, and it has been such a favorite of mine. Um, I, I think that Sometimes poetry is like a song. I love music, and I believe that poetry can be just like music where it can kind of sneak into our hearts and say the things that we're afraid to say or the things that we didn't want to say because we didn't want to admit out loud, whatever it is. I think that that is such a gift to be able to write something in such a way as to get a point across once again without just being hurtful and belittling but it takes real life experience. Anyway, I could go on and on about that. I'm going to cut it off there because I'm just rambling. But I found two poems in here that I wanted to mention really quickly. And they're, they're very short, so don't get scared. The first poem is A Smile. Let others cheer the winning man. There's one I hold worthwhile. Tis he who does the best he can, then loses with a smile. Beaten he is, but not to stay down with the rank and file. That man will win another day who loses with a smile. And the second poem is Then Laugh. Build for yourself a strong box. Fashion each part with care. When it's strong as your hand can make it, put all your troubles there. Hide there all the thought of your failures and each bitter cup that you quaff. Lock all your heartaches within it, then sit on the lid and laugh. Tell no one else its contents, never its secrets share. When you've dropped in your care and worry, keep them forever there. Hide them from sight so completely that the world never dreams the half. 
fasten the strong box securely, then sit on the lid and laugh. That first poem says author unknown, and this poem is Bertha Adams Buckus. I think that whenever we have the ability to accept the fact that we're not perfect, that we're not immune to slip-ups, that we have an extra strength in our ability to grow and adapt and our ability to be successful because we're not taking ourselves so seriously that every blow feels like the fatal one. And that's something that I, I always loved humor anyway, but having a child who is so extremely analytical and who processes things so seriously has magnified that for me because he would go crazy if he did not have the ability to see humor in some situations and that doesn't come naturally to him. So that's something that we've worked on together without him even knowing that we're working on it. It relieves so much stress from him in the weight that he's carrying with things being so heavy and intense all the time. Teaching him to laugh at himself, teaching him to see the humor in his failures and to have the strength to get back up and try again. We're very, very firm in our house about mocking and ridiculing someone because of something that they cannot control. I wanted to make sure and throw this in because I I am very much an advocate of humor, but this needs to be said. We do not make fun of someone because of a disability. We do not make fun of someone because of their race, because of their skin, because of their words, their accent. We do not ridicule people because of things like this. This is a podcast talking about being able to turn your eyes inward and see the humor in a situation. If we have the ability to laugh at ourselves first, then we can lighten the mood with everyone around us. We can bring some, some. Um, I wanted to say brevity. I don't know if that's the right word and I'm sure one of my sisters will let me know, but we can bring a change to the atmosphere. I'll just put it that way when things can seem so tense and heavy because when we make a mistake or when we slip up or when we say something silly and we just go ahead and laugh at it, we go ahead and acknowledge what just happened, then everyone else is free to laugh. And there's something wonderful that happens when you just share a laugh with friends and then you pick up and you keep moving forward. So I don't know if this has made any sense. I feel like I've been a bit jumbled. But if you have children and you're trying to teach them to grow and become stronger and better people, I believe that one of the greatest gifts you can give them is the gift of humor. The ability to see that they're not perfect and to laugh at their own mistakes while they pick up, dust themselves off, and keep moving forward. Teaching your children to smile and to grow thick skin in a world that's overly sensitive is one of the greatest things that you can do for them. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I hope I'm able to speak to you next week. Like I said, you may start hearing kids in the background. You just never know what's gonna happen around here. But I always enjoy talking to you. I hope this was a little bit coherent and I hope that you have a wonderful day.